the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. It does happen to be hour three of the Randy Corcoran program and guest host Matt Dunn on board here. I normally host on Sundays, Backbone Radio from 4 to 7 p.m., going back quite a few years. That's a lot of years of America first, of putting America first, and that is a viewpoint that is becoming increasingly fashionable, I observe. I was America first before uh, it was cool to be America first. And I was into the secure border, and I was into no more of these endless forever wars kind of stuff. And, hey, let's, let's work on our own country and maximize our own freedom, our own liberty. Let's pay attention to our Constitution, the sentiments of our Declaration of Independence. That's where I was, and... Then some guy named Trump came along, that was in 2015, came down the escalator, and he was saying all the stuff that I'd been saying around here for years, and boy, I have been promoting Donald Trump since that time, not because it's Trump or something about Trump, but it's his views on the issues have matched the views that I have on the issues, going back to well before Trump came down that escalator, and this country has had an aching, aching need for somebody like Trump to show up and connect the Republican Party voter with the Republican Party leadership. And boy, you have seen the results and you have seen the popularity. And the rhino types just aren't cutting it. You know, the globalist rhino corporatist types beholden to the big donors forever keeping the border wide open, forever ramping up the spending and the spending, and the government gets bigger. And now, you know, I mean, they're quite comfortable with tech censorship or any kind of censorship. They're quite comfortable with the hoaxes in the mainstream media, but I am not. I say that stuff is not okay, and we got to save this place, and the way to do so is by putting America first. Should not even be controversial, but you see... Somehow it actually is kind of controversial to be America first because our political class is so America last and they make a big point of trying to make it seem like you're a bad person if you disagree with them. When some voice on a screen or some face on a screen likes to tell you you're a bad person and you have to think the thoughts that they think you should think, <laughs> that doesn't get very far with me. And it affects my self-esteem about mm, zero to think that, oh, maybe that person thinks I'm a bad person when actually we, of course, know that the bad person is the one on the screen who is trying to control you, who is trying to manipulate you, who is lying to you and propagandizing you because they're on the take for the political class, the ruling class, the power establishment in this country. We see through that noise. We see through that nonsense. And oh, I reminded myself to say that, yes, I am starting my new dental practice in Centennial, Matt Dunn, 24 years practicing dentistry. 
And uh, just with it starting all new in the excitement and the spa-like environment, the phone number there, 303-225-7575, I just can't help but point that out a little bit, out of sheer exuberance for the, oh man, I am really having a blast starting up another one. After 24 years, closer to home, closer to the kiddos. At any rate, what do you make of that? You know, I mean, why is it why is it controversial to put America first? Tucker Carlson made a great point that Speaker Mike Johnson gets into office, and the first thing he talks about is, you know, spending money on other countries. I'm going to go spend money on Ukraine, for instance, and that's, in my view, how he edged out Johnson or uh, Jordan to be the Speaker of the House. But I think, you know, I think Tucker Carlson gets gets right onto it here when uh, he's enraged that we get our Speaker of the House and the first thing, he's supposed to be conservative America first, MAGA kind of guy, but he's all about other countries first and we're, we're numb to it because we see it around the clock all the time. But I think this is the right reaction Tucker Carlson has. But when the Speaker of the House, who I know is a nice guy from your state, the new Speaker of the House comes in and the first thing he does is issue a statement on behalf of a foreign country. That's the most important thing. I'm, and I'm not even against the statement, but right. I'm just saying, like, what bigger statement does that make? That's him, Mikey Johnson? Yeah. And he's the speaker? He is. And, Praise God. But I mean, it, damn, Mikey. He's a nice guy, and I'm not against him, but I'm just saying, like, if you think the welfare of another country is the most important thing for you as the one of the leaders of our country, third in line to the presidency, you have lost the thread, son, because it's not. Nothing is more important for the leaders of our country than our country and how it's 350 million people are doing. So I was enraged by that. And people are like, oh, are you for Hamas? Of course, I'm not for Hamas at all. I'm for America, actually. I shouldn't even have to answer that question. Yeah. Are you for Israel or Hamas? I mean, obviously, I'm for Israel over Hamas, but but that's irrelevant. I'm for America. And no one even asked that. Right. America first and not having to apologize for it. And Tucker goes on to talk about, you know, the people that want to make you feel bad for putting your own country first. No, 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 no. That's not how it works. The people who are in your face telling you you must put your country last. And if you don't, you're a bad person. Well, those are the folks who are getting way across the line, but we are numb to it, ladies and gentlemen. We are numb to it because we live in it. We swim in it. We bathe in it. The constant barrage of news media about the imperative to put this country last. Guess what? You know, at some point you look around with Biden's terrible economy, Biden's wide open border, and the big corporate donors um, that have corrupted the Republican Party. At some point, you look around, and you say, we're losing this place, and, you know, I'm sick of it. And you start raising your voice. And that's what needs to happen. And you wonder about, you know, coming up on Thanksgiving, yeah? Remember all the years we were told, um, we would watch what the left wing would say is like, oh, you know, it, what happened? How are you going to deal with your conservative uncle at, at, at Thanksgiving dinner? What are you going to do? And they would, like, put out talking points on the left for what you can tell your uncle and how you can set these people straight, you know, and how you can have uh, how you can one-up any conservatives that you happen to sit next to at Thanksgiving. <laughs> it kind of cracks me up. And what about this coming Thanksgiving? 
what would, would it be not nice to you know put if you have leftist friends and we all do and I have many and we get along great you know somehow just not a problem with all the politics we just love each other um but uh all right you you wanted Biden to be in and and you thought that if you didn't vote for Biden you were like a bad person bad and um Look no further than Rob Reiner, the card-carrying leftist. And he, he put out a tweet the other day, November uh, 2nd, in which he says this, quote, War is not the answer, says leftist Rob Reiner on Twitter. War is not the answer. Well, you know, Rob Reiner was constantly ripping Donald Trump in Donald Trump's four years of peace and prosperity in office. He despised and hated Trump and was hysterical in his opposition to Donald Trump. So, <laughs> have to vote Biden. And what do you do when you get Biden in there? Well, boom, we got the Ukraine war, and boom, now we've got the Middle East totally on fire again, Israel under attack in the Middle East. And that's that's the guy that, you know, Rob Reiner, think about all these pacifists that you might know, that they don't like war. And they thought they had to vote for Biden to do that, but uh, sorry, Biden was like, Guaranteed, as I told you around here, <laughs> back before the 2020 election, you know, you, if you want peace, you vote for Donald Trump. If you want peace on Earth, peace breaking out all across this planet, Trump is your guy. So at Thanksgiving, you can talk about that with your friendly leftist neighbors, relatives, friends, and all that. And say, you know, hey, do you, how do you feel good? Do you feel good about voting for Biden, you know? Five, six, seven dollar a gallon gasoline we've had in the Biden experience and the economy going uh, not great in any phase of the economy right now. No more energy independence to be seen and men and women's sports. Yeah, I was talking about that male hockey player playing on the women's team who knocked out this this girl's teeth. Jeez. That's the Biden era for you. How are you, how are you liking the Biden era? Can you think of one good thing Biden has done? Can you think of one inspiring thing Biden has said? You know, you could go there if you wanted to, and how would that help the turkey go down? <laughs> how would that help the cranberries go down? But you see, the left has been so used to having the media behind them and having the propaganda behind them and feeling like they're the ones with the, the, the moral righteousness behind them. And then they have to step back and look at what they've wrought with Biden and the destruction that they have brought to this country, and not to the, just to the country, but to the world. And you wonder, you know, how much is there 81 million voters with buyer's remorse right now? Yeah, you have to wonder how, much of these, how many of these folks are starting to look around and say, hmm. Yeah, uh, well, we should have voted for Trump. Yeah, you see, but psychologically it doesn't work that way because they're going to want to try to find some way to make make it make themselves still feel good about themselves and that they were still right all along, of course. And that's the games that people play with themselves psychologically. The, they, they have to tell themselves things so they can still feel good about themselves. And it is important to people, in particular on the left, to feel good about themselves. That's a real priority for people on the left. They want to feel like they are good people, that they care more than you do. And see, it's a status thing. It's a status competition. They, they want to 
you know, earn the status of feeling good about themselves and like they're better people. And the media backs them up in that. The voices on the screen back them up in that. And somehow they, they like that. And so this Ukraine war breaks out right when Biden gets in office. Good job. Never would have happened under Trump. This Middle East conflagration attack on Israel never would have happened under Trump. But it happened under Biden. We're at risk of World War III, four and five, and we'll see what China does, right? All of that stuff, right? Um, that's, that's their deal. They own it, yeah? And do they feel good about it? You have to wonder sometimes. But, um, you know, the Ukraine war breaks out, and then pretty soon they're wearing Ukraine lapel pins on their, on their jackets, and they've got... You know, I've seen Ukraine flag earrings, and I've seen Ukraine flag uh, bracelets, right? And Ukraine flags all over people's Twitter handles. And what that is, it's a little symbol that people can grab a hold of and parade to show that they care more than you do, that they are good people. They are better people than you are because they want to defend Ukraine against the Russian predation. Of course, if you look deeper into that, you'll look at, you know, the United States Corrupt State Department Foreign Policy Establishment and NATO started that whole misguided deal. And um, some of us from the start said, hey, this is not going to work out well in Ukraine. This is a bad idea. This is totally not worth it. And you look at the history of that region, look at some of the writings of Professor Mearsheimer, who has just summarized that to a T well before any of this even happened. And it's blatantly obvious. But the people who were the most caring ones have now drained 100 to $200 billion from the American taxpayer. How caring is that? And different estimates, but it's hard to know how many Ukrainians have died in Ukraine for this entirely futile enterprise that, in fact, NBC News is now saying that the Biden administration is starting to give up on. The Biden administration is now saying, okay, well, let's start negotiating and maybe we can get some peace uh, over there. For what? They've wasted a hundred plus billion dollars. How many lives have been wasted for this whole pointless thing that we helped engineer, provoke, and cause? But are they still the caring ones? I'm noticing there are fewer Ukraine lapel pins and Ukraine flags on the Twitter handles. So... It's the art, these, they're going to have to find some way to convince themselves and tell themselves that they are still good people, that they were not wrong, that they were doing the right thing at the time, and that, yes, people who might have different views or America first views are somehow inferior in some way. You see, quite a bit of the never Trump crowd are people that got it wrong from the start, and they're still bitter about it, that reality, they were wrong about reality that they missed it, they whiffed on it, and they're still angry, and they're still bitter, and they're still trying to find ways to make themselves feel like they are intellectually superior, and they do care more, and that they are better people than you. And of course, it's a psychological game. It's a racket, of course, and people are going to do what they want to do, and more power to them. Bless them for trying to do that and want to feel good about themselves. But I submit to you that the left operates on propaganda, and the propaganda preys upon people like this that have enough, is it insecurity, enough vulnerability, that they think if they have some symbol 
they can latch onto, like a Ukraine flag, that they can feel better about themselves. They can feel like they are being good citizens and they are doing what the media told them to do, what the yapping face on the screen told them to do, and they can feel better about themselves, and they can also at the same time have the luxury of looking down upon the people who do not think such enlightened thoughts, who do not side with the deep state propaganda, who do not believe in the hoaxes. And so it goes. And so it goes, ladies and gentlemen. So I would submit, yeah, some people are more disposed to needing the propaganda, and the more vulnerable people, vulnerable people are the ones who who will sort of go out of their way to go that extra mile to really convince themselves that they are good people. And we all want to feel good about ourselves, and that's, that's a normal human thing. But if you depend upon the propaganda media, the faces on the screens for your self-esteem, I would submit to you that uh, you, know, you need to make a few advances in your, um, in your overall outlook and in your, in your self-regard And then when you realize you've been played, when you realize you've been played and you are on the wrong side of that whole deal, maybe uh, step back and learn a thing or two. Maybe step back and uh, and wonder, hey, what's the deal here? How How come this failed so badly? How come? Oh, maybe that's where you see you can make progress. And guess what? Millions upon millions of Americans are doing this. They're starting to realize that all this, this hoax, hoax stuff about Trump, the lies about Trump, the arrest, the mugshot, the raids at Mar-a-Lago, all of that, trying to get Trump off the ballot in Colorado, that that, oh, hmm, maybe this isn't really, these people really don't care about a democracy. Maybe they really care about their own personal power. Maybe that's what they care about. And then they come t- talk to me and they talk to you and they say, Well, you must believe me, and you must believe what I tell you to believe, and if you don't, you're a bad person. And you don't want to be a bad person, do you? Trust me, you don't want to be a bad person. And that's where you say, buzz off. Buzz off. And that's where you know, that's how you know what kind of people you are dealing with, ladies and gentlemen. Anyway, just off-the-cuff riffing, just the thoughts that were popping into my head as we launched Hour 3. And on the phone lines, 303-696-1971, there is one line open if you would like to join the good cheer or share your Thanksgiving plans, (laughs) such as they may be. But again, Matt Dunn, I'm in for Randy Corcoran on your local talk leader, Salem Media, 710 KNUS. Be right back. Local band, huh? Blake the Music Man tonight. I'm liking your action this evening. Who are these guys? This is the F&Gs. Right on. And they're right here like Denver people? They're local. Local. Kind of like us, Blake. We're local. And we're live as Matt Dunn, guest host for the Randy Corcoran program tonight. I'll be back tomorrow, Sunday, Backbone Radio, 4 to 7 p.m. By the way, in Florida today, they had the Florida Freedom Summit. And Nikki Haley canceled at the last minute. She didn't want to go out there and get booed, apparently. Nikki Haley. I am in the never-Nikki camp. She of the military-industrial complex, formerly of the Boeing board. 
And look into her record, not inspiring, ladies and gentlemen. She didn't want to get booed, so she canceled. But Chris Christie did go out. I think he's 1% in the polls. If that, maybe on a lucky poll, Chris Christie will get 1%. Nobody likes Chris Christie. (laughs) The polling data is so brutal on that guy. Anyway, he got heckled and booed mercilessly today in Florida. And he responded by telling the Florida Republican voters that they are, quote, reprehensible, reprehensible. And that's the thing, you know, they call you names. If you don't believe what the political class wants you to believe, they're going to call you names. You're deplorable. You're reprehensible. Yeah. Go down the list. And that kind of stuff, it just tells you what morons they are. What absolute morons. And I do reserve the use of that term for our political class, for our ruling class, for the people that are destroying the country. I mean, they're just flat-out morons. And I don't know. Anybody out there ever watch uh, Monty Python? You know, John Cleese? I found this little vignette he did on stupid people. (laughs) I thought, if we're going to talk about, you know, our stupid ruling class people and everything they do. The Ukraine war, that was so stupid. That was a dumb idea. A waste of life and money. Totally. Okay? And go down the list. And by the way, Backbone Radio Vindication, I mean, I was right about that from the start. And I was right that Donald Trump was going to walk away with this Republican Party primary. 100%. Even when, you know, I mean... Once again, and I'm used to this. I'm just going against the grain of what the what the media people are trying to tell you to think if you're a good person. I just I'm just kind of comfortable with it and used to it. Just going right against it, and I kind of thrive on that. Yeah, I I kind of just I just kind of like doing that because you know I'll just I see it a certain way, and it just turns out well tends to be right. Not that it matters. Doesn't matter. Being right is not a way to advance your career in politics. Just so you know. <laughs> what you're supposed to do is be wrong and go with the propaganda the ruling class wants you to spread, and then you get the promotions and the Pulitzer Prizes and the rest of it, okay? Th- that has to be real clear. You have to understand that. That's the way it goes. All these people that have gotten all these things wrong about everything, politics and the wars and Trump and everything, they just keep on climbing the ladder because they're doing what the regime wants them to do. That's how you advance in the media. Somehow that does not interest me. And as I have mentioned a little too much lately, I am a dentist. <laughs> so so I, I don't have much interest in that stuff. Back to John Cleese of Monty Python. Real quick before the phone lines. John Cleese on stupid people. And I find this to be rather amusing. I think the problem with people like this is that they are so stupid that they have no idea how stupid they are. You see... If you're very, very stupid, how can you possibly realize that you're very, very stupid? You'd have to be relatively intelligent to realize how stupid you are. There's a a wonderful bit of research by a guy called David Dunning at Cornell, who's a friend of mine, I'm proud to say, who's pointed out that in order to know how good you are at something requires exactly the same skills as it does to be good at that thing in the first place, which means, and this is terribly funny, that if you're absolutely no good at something, 
at all, then you lack exactly the skills that you need to know that you're absolutely no good at it. And this explains not just Hollywood, but almost the entirety of Fox News. <laughs> the little dig at Fox News at the end, which, yeah, I'm on board with. With, you know, Tucker Carlson not at Fox News anymore, that applies to Fox News. But I think that's some deep thoughts on stupidity. And so remember that at your next Thanksgiving dinner, okay? Rob Reiner, Meathead. Is it Meatball or? No, Meathead. Thanks for the text on that. War is not the answer. But, Reiner, you voted for Biden. Obviously, you wanted all these wars. You didn't like Trump's peace and prosperity for four years. You wanted Biden, and now we've got the wars, and now you're complaining that there's a war or two going Oh, you see, these people... um, are just, well, they're stupid, okay? As John Cleese uh, would say. And we still love them. We still love them. We still want to hold their hands. But the idea is we don't want to let them drag the whole place down and we all have to pay the consequences for their stupidity. If we could isolate the consequences of their stupidity to those particular stupid individuals, wouldn't that be nicer? Yeah, I guess that's that would be better. <laughs> Let's say hello to Joe in Arvada. Joe, thanks for being here. Welcome. Hi. Hi, Matt. Um, I I love some of the things you brought up about what's happening in Israel. You know, it's a it's a spiritual thing. That's why it's so divisive because people who don't have uh, you know that they're not not Christians, not born again, they can't understand what's going on. They're just calling themselves out when they they say, "Oh, we have to we have to stand behind the Palestinians. They were there first. Well, wait, get out your Bible, silly. Uh, the the Israelis they they were given the the territory by God. What? How? How? You know how much more clear could it be? The the Creator uh, uh, deemed it their land. Uh, to me. If you if you come against the Israelites, you're just clearly putting yourself on the wrong side of the fence. Uh, the 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 other thing that's happening is, of course, all the world powers are aligning against Israel, and uh, Putin, uh, the Chinese. But here's the the scary thing: some of the weapons that ended up in Hamas's hands came from the Ukraine war, yes, provided by the U.S. of A. What about the Afghanistan trove archive we left behind, huh? How much of that could have ended up over there as well? You know who's who's building the, uh, people say, well, they, they didn't have any ammo. Well, guess who's making the ammo for it now? The Chinese are sending them the ammo. Interesting. Uh, the, yeah, the and by the way, did they, you see D.C. today, the pictures? There was a gigantic pro-Palestinian protest in D.C., and I saw the helicopter footage, and I don't know how many tens of thousands of people there, but I went off on this last week that the Western nations, you know, they might not believe in that same God that you believe in, Joe. And... um the open borders and the immigration policies are really coming home to roost. And this Middle Eastern situation is very tricky for places like Britain 
and France and us, United States of America and other places um, where huge amounts of people within our country and France and Britain and go down the list are uh, not viewing the Middle Eastern political equation the way we have in the past. You know what I mean? Well, that's that's because we allowed open borders. We allowed people that hate America in to destroy it. How smart was that? How smart was that in uh, retrospect, do you think, Joe? Oh, well, see, here's the thing. Now that it's happened, it's going to be very problematic for even Donald Trump to sort out the good, the bad, and the ugly. You know, the, the point is, is how do you take these people out of the country? Uh, you, there's going to have to be a litmus test. Remember, it used to be when you came into America, you had to learn – you had to learn uh, certain uh, civics. You had to learn what what was right. You had to have a pledge allegiance to the flag. That's all gone now, man. All gone. Yeah, it's ridiculous. It's ridiculous. Uh, the, here's the thing that's that's happening. It, it what is really concerns me. I said this to my brother last night. We are now seeing the Biden administration turn on Israel. We, our own country is doing an about-face. They're doing it carefully. You know, they know that it's not popular with Christians and Jews. So what are they doing? They're doing. They're throwing little little curveballs in. Oh, yeah, we've got to get more more support in to help those Palestinians in, in uh, Palestine. We've got to help them. Well, what do you think is going to happen if you go ahead and send, you know, 10,000 gallons of gasoline into Palestine? Where does it end up? Well, I, you know, Joe, the Democratic Party is having a heck of a time right now. Uh, big old debate in the Democratic Party and that they might be more pro-Palestinian than pro-Israel now, the rank and file voter of the Democratic Party. And uh, Biden sitting on top of that is watching his popularity go straight down within the Republican Party, and I think a lot of it's because of that. At some point, um, the Democratic Party might become ungovernable the way it used to have been, and, uh, you know, I'm watching this play out, but uh, it's, it's, it's a whole different ballgame at this point right now, especially for the Democrats. Oh, I, I hear you, uh, but I think some of our Christian brothers and sisters need to, you know, uh, bang elbows with these people and say, hey, uh, you know, you need to get your Bible out and dust it off, because uh, my Bible explains what happens to the people who come against Israel, and it ain't going to be pretty. And I don't want to be on that side. And if you're a voter and you're voting for these people, you are part of the problem. Uh, you know, we, we blame the Palestine for voting for Hamas. Hey, American, you, some of you are voting for these Democrats and they are coming on, they're going on the bad side. So get away from them. It's time to move back over to God fearing America, Judeo Christian America, not going over to the dark side. We are not supporting the evil powers. We are supporting the good guys. Right. But uh, look where Barack Obama is on this one. And, Joe, we got to keep moving. But great point, sir. As ever, boy, you can really you can really nail it like nobody else. And how about if we said, oh, man, the lines are just full and 
right when someone drops off. Um, let's say hello to Mike before we take a break here. And Mike and Aurora, welcome. Yeah, uh, I'm going to do. Uh, you remember uh, Rush Limbaugh when his uh, his premium subscribers he get on topic and talk about uh, golfing and his 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 premium subscribers would would email him and say, stick to the issues. So I'm going to yes. stick to the, my issue. Uh, the Ukraine war and Mark Levin's support for it. Um, do you listen to Mark? I, I, I have listened to Mark a lot over the years. And I'll just tell you that I like most everything that Levin does, but sometimes he goes very wrong, in my opinion, and I disagree with him very strongly on some things. I have tremendous respect, though, for Mark Levin. But I can't help but laugh when he starts having his squealing little temper tantrums. It just cracks no. me up. And um, that, that's my take I on don't. Levin. But some, sometimes, in my opinion, he misses and misses big. But, um, yeah. yeah. And was, yeah. Was, he was all, all in for the Ukraine war, right? Yeah, and he's, he's resorting to calling people who are against it uh, Putin supporters, Putin puppets. Yeah. And yeah, that, that, he he just got he got that one wrong. And in retrospect, it's very clear already that he whiffed on that, as did their our entire corrupt foreign policy establishment, State Department, CIA, the rest of them. They blew it badly on this. And if we really knew how many people have died over there for no reason, how much money was wasted on Ukraine for no reason, then uh, it's going to be even less popular. It's already being rejected by the American people. This this whole yeah, Ukraine I misadventure, did, yeah. I didn't support it from day one. I mean, ten thousand tanks lining the 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 border from Putin, and and we couldn't see that this was a setup uh, all along. And Mike, and, they told you you were a yeah. bad person. You were a bad person if you, if you didn't support this whole war on Ukraine thing, and somehow you withstood oh. that. I salute you, brother Mike. You withstood it. Oh. That's not it. It's, you know, uh, I think probably after Bush and all his shenanigans with manufactured wars, I became a, a, a cynic. And uh, so it, it was easy. It's easy. You're seeing through it. You're seeing through yeah. the forever mm -hmm. wars. And, uh, yeah, around here we said, hey, this is a huge mistake with high risk of World War III but, or failure outright, which is what we're having. Um could get into World War Three, but it's going to make a lot yeah. of money for the uh, military-industrial complex, which means our own political ruling class, and that's yeah, that's how I, it's turning out. But uh, looks like we, we got to run. But last last quick point. I think the risk of World War Three is diminishing. You know, you have these secret talks on now, where we're basically admitting that uh, you know two hundred billion and two hundred thousand plus lives. Uh, it's just it's going nowhere. Well, maybe supported. on the Ukraine front, but throw the Middle East in here and throw China looking a little agitated. I, I don't think the risk of that is going down. But uh, but let's let's keep that uh, conversation going when you can check back at some point, Mike. Thank All you right. for being here. Thank Great you. point, sir. And I salute you for withstanding the propaganda. It's Matt Dunn and for Randy Corporate. Let's take a break. If you're on the lines, hang right on. Be right back. Now and then, a brand new Beatles song. This one, a 1978 demo written by John. And is this billed as a Beatles song, Blake? 
Is that what they're calling this? It is, to all of them. Is there more than one song? No, just to all the Beatles. I see you've read my file. John Lennon, who, by the way, was a closet conservative, did not like to pay taxes, was saying he was going to vote for Ronald Reagan before he was taken down. I kind of like this one. You like this one? I like this. I'm with it. Sounds kind of fab, you know? We were full guys. Right on. Thanks for that, Blake. Kudos to the music man, Blake, bringing in the vinyl tonight. As Matt Dunn, final segment here, guest hosting for Randy Corcoran, but fear not, fear not, I'll be back tomorrow night for Backbone Radio, and I'm just going to lay it on out and just uh, pick up right where we left off. And I, I hope we've covered enough bases tonight. There's some new stuff, on, by the way, on that Ray Epps guy, who is the new new footage. He is, we're, gonna, we're here to storm the Capitol. We're here to storm the Capitol. Maybe I'll get into that tomorrow. Ray Epps, the guy that, uh, yeah, the, the Democrats and ruling class's favorite fellow who was at J6 that day. What does it all mean? What does it all mean? I, I think many of you know. Yeah. Connecticut Democrat mayoral race. They just had some judge call off the election because they found evidence of ballot stuffing. See, it happens when when Democrats v. Democrats. And yeah, maybe I'll do a whole thing on that tomorrow. One quick flashback before the phone lines. Roger Ailes was interviewing Donald Trump in 1995, talking about how the common people liked Donald Trump back even then, but the rich people did not like Trump back even then. Let's hear this one. Let me ask you, I've been with you at times, I've seen you in public where uh, rich guys are often not well-liked guys. But what's interesting to me is the average, the guy on the street, the cab drivers, the uh, the guys working on the road crews, they all go, hey, Donald, how's it going? Hey, they. it's almost like they feel very comfortable with you, like you're one of them. And it's. I've never quite figured out how you bridged that. The people that don't like me are the rich people. Okay, it's, right. it's a funny thing. I mean, it's they right. can't stand me. I mean... I have friends, and I have not only friends, I have enemies, uh, jerks. <laughs> they work, they hurt people, they this, they that, yeah. and then they call up, can you help me get a, a reservation yeah. at a restaurant, okay? I say, what's the purpose of being rich if you can't get a table at a restaurant? The people that like me are the people that you're talking about. Yeah. The rich people do not like Donald Trump. Isn't that amazing? Well, I sort of love it. And it's funny. He sort of loves it. The rich people don't like Trump, and boy... Does that ever apply today? The, rich, the billionaires don't like Trump. He's the only billionaire that the other billionaires don't like. But the, but the people love that guy. The most popular political figure of my lifetime, of your lifetime. The one with the crowds, the one dominating the Republican primary like never seen before. The one they're trying to arrest. The one they're trying to indict. The one they've taken the mugshot of. The guy that the guy that brought four years of peace and prosperity to this country is the one the ruling class wants off the ballot and in jail. Doesn't that tell you all you need to know about the people we have, the corrupt people we have, the freaks on top of this country right now? Amen to that. Pray, pray for Donald Trump. He needs it, ladies and gentlemen. He's winning, but uh, it is a dark world. What other schemes do they have afoot, these people? Let's say hey to Ace in Cincinnati. 
Ace, next up. Glad you're checking in, sir. Welcome. Doc, as always, a great pleasure and an honor to speak with the best political commentator on air these days. Wow. And the Lennon uh, intro with the Beatles was kind of apropos because, you know, the Lennon song, Imagine, Imagine No War. Well, that's what we had with four years of Donald Trump. And the founding president of the United States told us, stay out of foreign entanglements. He did that. Yep. You know, Trump seemed to be following the advice of George Washington and keeping America on the uh, right path. We had peace breaking out all over the place. And, well, the military industrial complex doesn't like that because there's not a lot of money in peace, unfortunately. Yeah, they want Trump in Um, jail. The guy who brought peace got to put him in jail, get him off the ballot. Yeah. Well, you know, uh, De Sanctimonious initially said he wanted us out of Ukraine, but then because he's not his own man, because he doesn't have the money that Trump does, uh, his handlers and his finance people told him, no, 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 we need Ukraine. Um, And so... You want to talk about spending on a dime. That was DeSantis on Ukraine. Woo! De Sanctimonious spun so... His... His head spun faster than the girl in the movie The Exorcist. Um, I don't know how you could spin that fast wearing high heels, Ace. How, how is that even possible? Well, <laughs> you know, again, he, he's not his own, he, he's he's not his own man because the fact that he has to get money from other people to tell him what their views are. And again, it goes back to the Limbaugh theory about how we have. Two Republican parties, the Republicans that lie to the blue-collar conservative individual that get them to vote for them, and then after the election, uh, the donor class, and how they only serve the donor class, and they don't serve the America First people. So that's why Donald Trump is hated as much as he is. By the rich people. He's hated by the rich people, and they're the ones that put out the propaganda that the weak and vulnerable and less intelligent amongst us fall for. And so they get the wars and the bad economy, you know, because they can't see through the propaganda. They have to live with uh, the consequences. We all do, I guess, right? How much money did Halliburton make in in Afghanistan? Uh, And Iraq. Oh, yeah. And, you know, Cheney. Cheney's Halliburton, right? Yes, sir. And Lindsey Graham, this is not a war that, you know, he's another war hawk like John McCain that he wants us to send our kids Ukraine. to his wars. Yeah. And Lindsey, send, he has no our, kids himself. He wants to send everyone else's kids to fight his wars so he can be a senator and representing the military industrial complex. Yeah. He gets booed off stages, by the way, that guy. You know, the only good thing that Lindsey Graham has ever done was when Donald Trump gave out his uh, personal cell phone number. He tweeted it uh, back in the 2016 campaign. And, you know, Lindsey Graham showed his true colors by, you know, exploding. But I think, you know, Lindsey Graham had the same many of backers as Nikki Haley, Krispy Kreme Christie, Asa Hutchinson, you know, the the less than 3% crowd, you know, uh, Mike Pence, it's not his time. Not his time, yes. Um, not my concern, Ace, not my concern. <laughs> that right, guy, but, nothing but humiliation. That's, that's the thing. It's, it's Trump and then the seven single-digit dwarves, one of them wearing high heels. 
I just kind of have fun joking about that. Yeah. I, I heard a poll that Trump was at 62%. 64, the other day. man. 64. Yeah. And like the Beatles. 1964. Keep it up, Doc. Thank great, you, great Ace Man. Stay close. Three star general Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to, he understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal record to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.